Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Owen Jones and this is the Cheerful Election Daily and it's one of the last before the general election because you will be voting if you're able to do so tomorrow and as will millions of other people. The future of this country will be decided, not for uh, a week or a month, but many years, if not a generation. Just to put the screws on there in terms of what's at stake. Um, wow. Okay, I originally actually uh, recorded this podcast. I tried doing Hastings. Uh, that's where I was what is now your last night, didn't record it properly. So this is going to be relatively brief, which I'm sure will be of huge relief to many of you listening. Um, so let's just go through some of it. So I went to Hastings and that was very narrowly won by the Tories last time. It was Amber Rudd's seat. Uh, it was lots of recounts to get there. Um, and this time round, they've got a Tory candidate who's made very disparaging remarks about people with disabilities. So that's that's... Great gold star there for the Tory operation in terms of the horrendously bigoted people they managed to put up for elections. What was incredible is it was so cold, it was dark, it was so windy, it was ridiculous. 200 people there to knock on doors, not a rally. We did have a little rally, we had a little, you know, kind of uh, throughout my uh, my little stump speech. Rah, rah, rah. I was in Putney the night before. It was quite funny this because... Uh, I find it int- I, I I feel quite passionate about Putney because my grandparents uh, used to live in a part of Putney, Roehampton. So for me, that was London. You know, going to Putney was going into going into London. I remember going to I I, I you know I swam in Putney Leisure Centre. I went to Fulham Leisure Centre. I went through this it was this slide thing. You kind of went round and round and round through a hole and then dived in the water. So I, I've got very fond memories of living there. And uh, my, my grandparents were members of the Putney Labour Party for many decades. My grandma would stand up in constituency Labour Party meetings and talk about, she worked for the NHS, the terrible injuries that would be inflicted if the Iraq war went ahead. Those injuries were inflicted. First time I ever went to the House of Parliament was to meet this guy, Hugh Jenkins. He was the uh, Putney Labour MP in the in the 70s. He was a big old lefty and he took me around. He was in the House of Lords uh, at the time. And, you know, so for me, it was going there. You know, I I, I think I've said this on this podcast before. I remember like uh, my, my, my grandparents had occasional mice infestation and uh, they had these uh, sanitary uh, mice traps, which weren't always that sanitary because they'd occasionally forget they were there and the mice would starve to death cheerful but what they do is they take them out to the common um but they we'd walk past the roehampton conservative association no longer there tory's already out and uh my grandma would joke about letting the mice out into the tory association it didn't happen just to avoid a exchange of letters with some bright wing newspaper but it was incredible because we, we set it up the night before this mass canvas in Putney and uh, on Facebook normally, if say 150 people say they're going to turn up, uh, they confirm on Facebook, halve it. 
So we had about 150 people. And uh, Beth is a brilliant organiser. Uh, she's She's been there. She's this one of these examples in the last few years of young uh, lefties dedicated to changing the world and just become leaders at a very young age. And uh, and she was like, oh, and put it on Instagram just, just to get some more numbers. 700 people turned up to Southfield Station. It, it's very difficult logistically to organise 700 people, by the way. You have to get them to knock on doors, leaflet, all the rest of it. It was actually a bit of a panic. 700 people. It was like, hey, you know, it was a mass canvas. Uh, sorry, rally. It was like a rally, but it was a mass canvas. And it just made me think, you know, I, I was probably towards the older age, the older end of the scale of the people who were there. I've met so many people in the last few year, uh, weeks, and it's felt like years, and they're just so young and, you know, these are people who've been hammered by cuts the most. They've, you know, everything from saddled with debt for daring to dream to a university education. They've had their youth services slashed. They're struggling to get an affordable house. Their living standards have, have been suppressed. Uh, they worry about how they settle down, have kids. And they've taken leadership of this whole thing, you know. And, I, I you know, I, I, that whatever happens is 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 inspiring, very inspiring. So, the election is tomorrow. So, what's happened uh, last night is YouGov have released what is an MRP poll. So, it's quite a detailed, kind of sophisticated model to try and go constituency by constituency. What what is shown is a very significant reduction in the Tory lead. The Tory seats have gone down by 20, Labour have gone up by 20. The Tories still have a majority of 28, but a hung parliaments within the margin of error. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, it had the Tory majority in 68, it's now 28. What that shows is, it is it is all to play for, you know? It really is all to play for. It depends on people's ground game, it depends on people knocking on doors, it depends on people talking to their friends, their loved ones, all of those sorts of factors. But it is possible to eject the Conservatives who have no... Coalition partners, the DUP learned the hard way you do not trust Boris Johnson in any circumstances. And we saw this week, we saw uh, Boris Johnson showing contempt, uh, complete lack of empathy about a five-year-old child who's forced to, with you know, suspected pneumonia, to lie on a pile of coats in a hospital. And uh, he wouldn't look at the photo and uh, a, a ITV journalist tried to get him to do so. And he, he took the journalist's phone and put it in his pocket. And then later on, in an attempt to distract us all, and this has been a running theme throughout this election, uh, the Tory spinners made up, completely fabricated, uh, a claim that a Labour activist had punched a Tory advisor. Complete nonsense. It was regurgitated by many senior broadcast journalists uh, who uh, didn't have the basic kind of uh, journalistic integrity to, to, to investigate the claims they spread across their millions of collected uh, followers. Uh, you know, it's just kind of a, a basic process in journalism that if, if you've got a kind of quite a shocking story, you, you do have to check it out. I, I bring that up because when I talk about all these people knocking on doors and the, the odds they're stacked against them, it's not just the press who are acting as the campaigning wing of the Conservative Party, but, you know, I've had senior, prominent, committed broadcast and written journalists getting in touch with me in horror at the way the BBC have behaved during this election. Uh, you know, it's the so-called centrist dads have turned on the BBC, not just the, the lefties. And when you get this claim of a 
Tory advisor being punched in the head, which never happened. You kind of think, blimey. These odds really are stacked against any attempt to shift this government. But it does show that whatever Labour's flaws, of which there are many, by the way, but it is a mass movement which is doesn't have hedge funds and bankers on its side. It certainly doesn't have almost anyone in the press. And I can speak tiny violin from bit of experience. But they do have a sense of hope and optimism and this sense of actually the wealth and the resources are there to overcome all our problems and the vested interests don't want us to do that because they will be they will have to give up some of their wealth and power. But it is possible to do all these things and the vested interests will get angry and scared and all the rest of it. So tomorrow you will be voting. And uh, because things have narrowed in a way, I think the uh, the Tories and their media allies did not expect, it's going to get a lot more extreme and hysterical. I'm going to be out. I'm being out in Watford tonight. Please do join me, by the way, at six o'clock. Look it up on my Facebook page uh, because people, if you're in London, get out of London. It's so, so important that people aren't just going to uh, seats which are being inundated with activists, but people need to go to smaller towns as well. And, uh, you know, just just so, and this is important, if you can take the day off on Thursday, you can make history. Every single person listening to this who takes the day off will speak to hundreds of people. So if you are if you want to find a marginal that's not in a major city, go to mypollingday.com, mypollingday.com, if you can take a day off. If, you, if you're able to take the day off, get we need to get people on coaches, and coaches have been booked. So go to peoplesmomentum.com forward slash London coaches. That's peoplesmomentum.com forward slash London coaches. You can be part of history. We all know what we're up against. We know we've got vested interests, bankers, tax dodgers, all the people who plunge this country into crisis after crisis, walk away whistling and then expect, uh, you know, ordinary people, low paid workers, disabled people, the people who are just trying to get by to pick up the pick up the tab. It is possible to turn this around. I've never seen such enthusiasm and optimism amongst so many people. And it is hard but what I tried to say, and I'm tired, I've been travelling around a lot for the last few weeks. I've gone to Scotland, uh, to England, Wales, North, South, Midlands. And I've, I, I know what the challenges are and the unknowns are. Will young people come out to vote and how many will? Will Lib Dems in key marginal seats vote for Labour? Otherwise they'll hand it to the hardcore Tory Brexiteers. Will people who've become undecided, and there's lots of undecideds, in the last election, a third of Labour voters decided to vote Labour in the last week, will they come over to Labour in sufficient numbers? Will some Tory Remainers or Tories who are like, we thought Theresa May was a bit much, you know, how will they behave about Boris Johnson and, you know, his charlatans and racists? And I have to say, by the way, you know, just... Uh, again, I, I've talked about this a lot in this podcast, Jack Merritt, who's killed in the London Bridge attack, and his dad yesterday did an interview with Sky News condemning the Prime Minister for using his dead son, who dedicated his young life to fighting for rehabilitation and against all the policies, the punitive policies that Boris Johnson tried to use his death to advance. You, you look at these people and you think these are terrible, awful human beings who represent the vested interests who plunge this country into crisis after crisis. But... If we have optimism, determination, it is possible to turn this around. And we can see how things have shifted. All I say is, if you can take the day off tomorrow, the election, do it.
talk to everyone you can ring people in key marginal seats if you've got friends or whoever who people you know and go guys if you don't vote labor it's always going to win this we're gonna have five years of boris johnson doing what he wants we're gonna have hard brexit and also offer you know the optimistic things i think asking the top five percent to pay a bit more tax to invest in services we all depend on it's quite a good thing people having a genuine living wage not earning their poverty that's a good thing people not having to be saddled with debt for going to university that's a good thing utilities not being run by profiteers run by by the people themselves i think that's a good thing i think a green new deal instead of a climate emergency quite literally destroying human civilization these are good things so it's not like eat your greens it's not like well this is we're terrible but the other people are really terrible all i say is we've got very little time now all of us very very little time that we can all make a big big difference all of us and we might think sometimes the odds are so big so overwhelming this is so hard it's so difficult what could i possibly do as one individual you can talk to a lot of people text them whatsapp them ring them if you can do or not do do it it makes a huge difference it is possible we are at a juncture in the road and lots of other cliches that writers such as myself should not use but we are at a fork and we can make a big difference now all of us if every single person listening to this it's quite a fair few of you now if you do something you'll make an impact all of us so do it please do it and think of the migrants who've been scapegoated for all the injustice at the top of society. Think of the disabled people who've been stripped of their benefits. Think of the low-paid workers who've suffered a unprecedented squeeze in wages. Think of the dis- think of the children, the children driven into poverty with hungry bellies, as the Channel 4 Dispatches documentary exposed. Think of all the people who stare at ceilings worrying about how they're going to pay the rent in a private rented sector, which is ripping them and everybody else off. Think of the NHS plunged into humanitarian crisis. Think of uh, the education budget slashed. Uh, think of the bigotry and racism of a prime minister who calls gay people uh, tank top bum boys, Muslim women bank robbers and letterboxes who jokes about three men marrying a dog if we're going to have equal marriage who 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 calls black people picking innies with watermelon smiles who's backed up by a racist section of the press who incite hatred and bigotry every day we can defeat these people it is possible all of us every single one of us we can defeat them and I know this is a bit worthy and a bit self-righteous and maybe some of you are hungover. Maybe some of you are just on public transport and thinking, come on, dial it down a bit, Owen. But come on, think about this. This is the last lap and the odds that we have to overcome are formidable, but they are possible to overcome. And if we can do it, all of us now, and we will be able to look all of each other in the eyes. And if we have kids one day, our children, then I think this is worthwhile. So let's do this. It has been a real pleasure. I will speak to you tomorrow. The next podcast will be on election day and we will be talking about the most seismic election of our time. Lots of love, everybody. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Election Daily is produced by the cheerful team, including Jeff Lloyd, Emma Corsham, Joe Kenyon and Joel Pearce, with music from Pete Frazier. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.